the second day of February of this good year of 2024, this is the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup, reading you the news so you don't have to, and in no particular order. Tesla is initiating a recall for nearly 2.2 million vehicles in the U.S., prompted by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's concern over small warning lights on the instrument panel which fall below federal safety standards. The affected vehicles span from 2012 to 2024, and it includes damn near all of the models. And I'm thinking, they couldn't catch this back in 2012? It's been 12 years! So the issue specifically is with the brake, park, and anti-lock brake warning lights. Its font size is too small, which could potentially hinder the visibility of critical safety information, thus increasing the risk of accidents. Now, Tesla plans to rectify this issue through an online software update with notifications to vehicle owners commencing on March 30th. So apparently it's not that big of a deal because they're waiting almost a month to get this thing corrected. But yeah, you got a Tesla. It's going to be yet again worked on. The U.S. military has launched a significant air assault on sites in Iraq and Syria used by Iranian-backed militias and the Iranian Revolutionary Guard in retaliation for a drone strike that killed three U.S. troops in Jordan. Over 85 targets were struck, aimed at disrupting command and control, intelligence, and storage facilities linked to these groups. President Biden emphasized that this response is just the beginning, underscoring a commitment to respond to any harm against Americans. Some militias have temporarily halted attacks, but others vow to continue, further complicating the situation amidst ongoing conflicts in the region, including the war in Gaza. U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkan, I guess, C-H-U-T-K-A-N, I'm giving my best guess, postponed the trial date for the case brought by the Justice Department special counsel Jack Smith against Donald Trump, originally scheduled for March 4th without setting a new date. This delay allows a separate New York prosecution related to hush money payments to proceed first. Trump's legal team is appealing on grounds of immunity for actions taken while in office, which has not yet been resolved by a federal appeals court. The delay is strategic for Trump, who faces four indictments and 91 felony counts as he leads into the 2024 Republican presidential nomination race. Meanwhile, special counsel Smith aims to prosecute before the November election, considering the potential implications if Trump were elected. The New York case, which accuses Trump of concealing payments as legal expenses to influence the 2016 election, is expected to start on time with a pretrial hearing set for February 15th. Trump also faces charges in Florida for retaining classified documents and in Georgia for attempting to overturn the 2020 election results with trials yet to be scheduled. Speaking of Georgia, those two Georgia prosecutors, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis and Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade, have refused to step down from their election case against Donald Trump despite acknowledging a personal relationship between them in 2022. The relationship has been criticized by Trump and co-defendants who allege a conflict of interest and have sought their disqualification. Willis described the conflict of interest claims as salacious and in bad faith, while Wade, in his affidavit, denied any financial commingling with Willis related to the case. A hearing is scheduled for February 15th to address these claims. The controversy centers on accusations of an improper relationship that allegedly financially benefited both prosecutors, claims that are intertwined with Wade's divorce proceedings. 
A federal appeals court has provisionally blocked a Florida law that prevented Chinese citizens from buying property in the state for two individuals, who I'm not going to try to pronounce, who challenged the ban. The 11th Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that these plaintiffs have a substantial likelihood of success in their legal challenge, highlighting the law's potential violation of the 14th Amendment's discrimination protections. While the law signed by Governor Ron DeSantis in May 2023 has not been entirely blocked, the injunction provides temporary relief for the plaintiffs protecting their real estate transactions. The judge in the case emphasized that the law discriminates both against citizens and non-citizens, contradicting the Equal Protection Clause. The ACLU, which is representing the plaintiffs, hailed the decision as a victory against unconstitutional discrimination. So does that mean the ACLU is for constitutional discrimination? Or maybe I'm just reading into it. I don't know. The Supreme Court has allowed the U.S. Military Academy at West Point to continue considering race in its admission processes amid ongoing litigation. This decision comes despite a recent ruling that ended affirmative action in most college admissions, but explicitly excluded military academies due to potential national security interests. The court's rejection of an emergency appeal from Students for Fair Admissions, the group behind the lawsuits against Harvard University and University of North Carolina, means West Point can proceed with its admissions for the class of 2028 without change. The justices emphasized that their order does not reflect any stance on the constitutional question at hand. Lower courts had previously declined to halt the admissions policies at West Point and the U.S. Naval Academy while the suits proceed, with only the West Point case reaching the Supreme Court. The administration argues that a diverse Army officer corps is essential for national security, and West Point has been actively working to diversify its student body by increasing outreach to various metropolitan areas. Alan Winston Filion? I'm guessing F-I-L-I-O-N, a 17-year-old from Lancaster, was arrested and extradited to Florida for making a hoax call about a mass shooting at the Masad al-Hai Mosque in Seminole County, Florida. If I missed any of those words up about the mosque, apologies. Filion is suspected of using swatting websites to initiate the false report on May 12, 2023, which led to a large law enforcement response to the mosque. Evidence linking Filion to multiple accounts on these websites and various IP addresses connected to his home address led to his arrest. Charged as an adult, Filion faces several allegations, including making a false report of violence and swatting. Authorities are investigating potential connections to other swatting incidents around the country. The U.S. Energy Information Administration announced plans to closely monitor the electricity consumption of cryptocurrency mining operations across the United States. Starting with a survey targeting Bitcoin miners set to launch next week, the initiative aims to gather detailed energy use data. This move, sanctioned by the Office of Management and Budget on January 26, seeks to address growing concerns about the significant energy demand of cryptocurrency mining, its impact on power grids, and its contribution to carbon emissions. The EIA intends to examine the involving power demand for crypto mining, identifying regions with concentrated mining activities, and ascertain the sources of electricity for these operations. A federal judge in North Dakota dismissed a lawsuit brought by the Burley County Auditor, which challenged the acceptance of mail-in ballots after Election Day. The lawsuit, supported by the Public Interest Legal Foundation, a group aligned with former President Donald Trump, argued that there was a conflict between state and federal law regarding the counting of mail ballots received post-election day. The judge also expressed concern over the county auditor's advocacy for violating state law based on his interpretation of federal law, noting the potential implications for overseas and military voters. North Dakota law permits the county of mail-in ballots postmarked before Election Day if received by county canvassing boards up to 13 days after the election. 
The U.S. Justice Department affirmed that North Dakota's law aligns with federal legislation, ensuring sufficient time for military and overseas ballots to be counted. A major riot at Ironwood State Prison in Blythe, California, involving 200 inmates, resulted in serious injuries to eight staff members and one prisoner. The violence erupted when inmates attacked corrections officers with fists and rocks, leading to the use of tear gas, warning shots, and non-lethal impact rounds by officers. This incident has led to a statewide threat assessment with prisoners across California being confined to their cells. The disturbance began after an inmate headbutted an officer during a contraband investigation. Authorities have identified 30 suspects in the riot and are continuing their investigation with the State Office of the Inspector General being notified. This event is part of a series of violent incidents in California prisons in recent months, including staff assaults and homicides linked to gang activities. Ironwood State Prison, operational since 1994, houses around 2,500 inmates. And the U.S. Army is exploring the privatization of barracks as a potential solution to address long-standing quality-of-life issues, including mold and maintenance backlogs in its housing for soldiers. Despite a barracks summit held in December to address these problems, Army leaders emerged without a clear plan, facing a $7.5 billion maintenance deficit for its 6,700 barracks buildings. A pilot project for privatized barracks is planned at Fort Irwin, California, but widespread privatization faces logistical challenges and controversy, particularly given the Army's mixed experiences with privatized family housing. The 1996 Military Housing Privatization Initiative provided a legal framework for such efforts, but past initiatives have shown that privatization costs could exceed current spending on construction and maintenance. Concerns also linger over the track record of some private housing providers, highlighted by Balfour Betty's guilty plea to fraud in 2021 related to poor housing conditions. My thing is, how did the leaders not come away going, okay, let's put somebody in charge to fix everything? And then we ask them, how's it going? Here's what, do an assessment, figure out what needs to be done, get some contractors, and get it done. I don't see how you walk away from a meeting of how do we help our soldiers out with going, we don't know what to do. Somebody needs a spine there. They just do. Anywho, that's just my two cents. And this has been the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup for the second day of February of this good year of 2024. I hope your weekend goes well, that you start off the next week even better.